start streaming. Here we are. Everybody, I, I fire up your uh, browsers and stuff. Wow. Yeah. I don't have any neon here. I have a giant printer over here and an air filter. And then I just have Tempest. We're live. Live! I could turn Tempest up so bright it looks like neon. Oh, don't do that. Don't stress the Tempest. No. New. So, speaking of new products, Tempest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we really live? Let's see. Yep, there it is. I see my. Oh, I see myself twice. That's kind of cool. Oh no! Now I see Brian twice. What? What's happening? Oh, that's scary. I think one oh. of them is the active speaker instead of uh, Gar. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that must be a separate uh, feed from the the thing. Ma, let's see. He's back. There is everybody getting the the live chat going here. Arcade Radio live. Oh, there's Gar. Yes. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Please stand by. I'm I'm more of a top guy than a bottom guy. I don't understand. Oh, no. Again with this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You know, Brian has been... I think he needs medication. (laughs) I have some gummies for you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I took gummies last night. Uh, Melatonin gummies. Oh, that's kind of a good idea. Those yeah. weren't the kind of gummies he was talking about. Oh, oh. <laughs> code words! I see. <laughs> Thanks, Metropolis. We're doing our best. Metropolis, welcome to our weekly show, and uh, it's spelled W E A. Yeah, <laughs> it's our weekly broadcast. <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mark, have you played Elevator Action 2? Uh, is that the one that's like like you're going through the building and it's got graffiti and then the graphics are pretty high res and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's kind of almost like a Metal Slug version of Elevator Action. I've just seen video of it. I think they put in Japan one that actually is like an elevator that you step into. One of oh, yeah. Here? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, that, you know, Elevator Action Hey, VR Tim Crutchman, thanks for joining phenomenal. us for the first time. Um, just welcoming a first-time viewer, guys. That's pretty awesome. Nice, welcome. Uh, you know, Oops. we're going to start in like a minute or two. Um, I'm going to refresh my cocktail. Okay, and we'll talk about that Elevator Action in Japan or China. What were you saying? Oh, this is what so, Adam uses when he, he has to go. Go ahead. This is when he takes his pants off. Right. So the, uh, no, so the Tato F3 board, the one with uh, Lunar Loonies. Yes. Uh, also plays Elevator Action 2. So I actually picked up one of the Darksoft multiboards. And it's a, it's a fun game. Uh, it's actually a really neat game. I had a lot of fun with it. So is, there, uh, is there a dedicated cabinet with that thing? I don't know. I think it was more just uh, showed up on those candy cabinets. Right. Than anything else. But it's uh, that's actually a, not a cheap board set, Gar. And I know you're not in acquisition mode right now. Dark kid, pretty dark behind you. But uh, that's actually a fun board set. If you ever have a chance to get one with a multi board. Yeah, I played um, it down at um, Prince's place. Jeremy he had Fox. Elevator action two. Yeah, he's got it on the floor. So if you put that in a Dynamo with a Tato F3 with the multi game, 
if it's not if people aren't going to it, you can literally switch it to Lunar Loonies, or you can switch it like there's a bunch of games on there. It's a neat setup. That's cool. So it's worth checking out. It might be worth throwing an HS5 cabinet. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I have tons of that stuff lying around that could be repurposed. Yeah, it's and the neat thing about that is it's you know one game cart. So change the marquee out. Hit the little button in there. Bing, new game. Bing. Right. So. It's like the uh, the CPS2 multi-systems. We keep trying to tell UpDown that they should really like put the put the multi-game into their CPS2s, into their Dynamos, and then if Just people aren't playing, them. yeah, because well, they I mean they get so stuck on a. It's funny because there's a big fighting game community in the cities, and they won't go to UpDown because all they have is like World Champion, like Street Fighter, like World Edition Two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we oh. keep telling them. Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or Alpha 3, if you want the CPS2 systems. And they just, we cannot get them to, to change over. They keep insisting that, like, World Champion Edition is the one everybody wants. Sure. <laughs> Up, down. When did they get shut down? Did they, are they at least uh, delivering beers to people? <laughs> uh, no, I think they're they're down all the way. They laid off all their employees. Oh, yeah. 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 Man. They're... Yeah, man. All right, let's. That's start. one thing about Texas is that they the governor actually changed a law a couple weeks ago to where now we can have alcohol delivery, hard liquor doesn't even matter, anything yeah. you want. New York did the same thing. Oh well, New York, Wisconsin will not close the liquor stores. They tried oh, to cool. for like they, they class, a minute. They classify that as essential. So yeah. They have this debate, though. It's kind of interesting. And I, All right, at first Brian, I'm like, That's... I, I, lo- I love you, buddy, but you talk too much, and we're starting the show. <laughs> what? Okay, hold that thought. All right, here you go. Because I want to hear this. This is medical. This is important. Oh, oh cut off by the intro. KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 14 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, and the time is now approximately 7.22 p.m. Central for a second time in a week. Thanks for joining us in the Arcade Sphere. This is your host, Adam Greenspan. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Time Runner Shields. And Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and strange brew expert, Brian Thurston Howell Armitage III. And joining us tonight, Gar Nelson of Garcade. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Nice. 
Yeah, what do you got going there? Is it, 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 obviously the lights are turned off and the green games are up, but the air conditioning is running. <laughs> no, this is Wisconsin. We don't need the air conditioning yet. <laughs> I I just I just hear this whoosh. So that's uh that's great. So uh, we, what we usually do right now is jump into what we're working on. We're going to get into uh you know the whole being shut down and all that stuff later, but. Uh, if you're working on something that's relevant in the hobby during this crappy time of COVID-19, uh, let's talk about it. Brian, uh, why don't you kick us off? Ah, let's see. What have I been working on the last week? I haven't been doing too well the last week. I've been pretty sick. But I did finish off all the LED mods for my Twilight Zone, which was actually was kind of fun. I'm not usually an LED guy. And I think I talked about this last time a little bit, but I got the spotlights in, did all the inserts, and uh, had a combination of a coin taker LED kit and some supplemental stuff from Comet Pinball. And the outcome actually was really, really nice. Um, the playfields lit up well. Uh, there aren't really any shadows. There's no ghosting. That game seems to handle them uh, in, a, in a really nice way. And it's in a lineup of newer pins, so it now kind of matches the environment a little bit better where it's not... You know, like light pin, light pin, and then this like, oh, wait, is there a pinball in there somewhere? <clears throat> that, and I uh, changed the pinballs in my ACDC, which is a big accomplishment. I looked, and the previous owner had put a sticker in there, pinballs changed in 2013. So that was uh, about time. They were black. Huh. <laughs> well, uh, both Mark and, and Gar, you were just muted, so you need to unmute yourselves. But uh, why don't we go on with Mark? Uh, what have you been working on? Hi. Well, I dragged my elevator action into the uh, Marcade. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, the, the, I bought this game from Coinop Warehouse, and um, it was in a basement in Pennsylvania for God knows how long. It works. Um, the board that I have is from another elevator action I bought, also that uh, is also in a jungle hunt cabinet. This has the multi-title kit. Everything is pretty much working except my text is blocky. Whatever logic goes in and figures out, you know, what words are supposed to look like is busted. It's your 2114s. Yeah. uh, Well, it's funny. I have two other sets of boards that uh, are dead, but they, their 2114s are in sockets. This one is not. So I have a feeling that's going to be a good yeah, – it's a good hunch. Yep. I I'm, hope. I, I hope so. I, I'm telling you, those those Rams are not particularly great after 35, 40 years. And uh, I just replaced all of the 2114s on my Omega race to uh, uh, fix a bunch of uh, graphical issues. So mm. I, I will bet you a dollar – a uh, dollar that that will fix your problem. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it might be something that – you know, I mean, it might be a math problem in another mm. IC, but I don't. It just screams of a video problem. I've, I mean, you've, I've seen these a lot. Uh, it's usually you, RAM, right? So. Do you think those twenty one fourteens might be specifically for numerical memory? That I mean, may be. It, it may be that 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 its only function is to display those uh, characters, and it's not doing its job. Interesting, but I I don't know. I mean, I'm not an engineer. I can read. Uh, I know there's barely. a lot more other kinds of RAM that look like they and they're fine. Like the rest of this game works. I can play the game. It's just that I don't know what the score is. And when I go to the title multi menu, I have no idea yeah. what's going on. <laughs> I shouldn't say I'm not an engineer, but I'm not an electrical engineer. So um, right. 
But anyway, um, yes, that's uh, that. I mean, it's running, so that's you can play it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I uh, triple fixed the uh, marquee. This is all tempered glass. Those are uh, six point three volt uh, DC uh, LEDs that are warm white. All right. So it's good times. Uh, By the way, I talked to Doc Mac. Uh, He's taking his time to fix up a bunch of his games. Uh, We want to have him on in the coming weeks uh, with the COVID-19 continuous episodes at Arcade Radio. Please tell your friends to join and um, share as as much as you want because we'd love to have as many people in the chat as we can. Gar, what have you been working on since the shutdown? Uh, man, what haven't we been working on? We've been going nonstop, just going machine to machine and, uh, trying to determine different problems, a lot of play testing, uh, sure. but <laughs> we did, uh, we just recently rebuilt both the K 7500s on, um, the hydro thunders that we have on the floor. So they're looking spectacular now. Uh, most of the pinball machines we've been going through and like every single switch has been getting checked and uh, working on uh, a high roller casino for a client, uh, for a friend of mine. Uh, that's got some weird issues to it that we're trying to hunt down and kind of taking that time that, you know, we say we never have to be able to try to really dig into some of these deeper issues and uh, take advantage yeah. of it. All right. That's awesome. Uh you know, for those who've been listening for a couple of weeks, I actually have been working on um, on my console room today, all day today. I, you know, it, it takes a long time to hang a TV, and I, and so I, I got a so I have a console room, and I I, I talked about the 19 inch TV. It's a vintage TV that I got from Sam, one of uh, Brian's employees. It's beautiful. Turns out that that same TV is in the first season of Stranger Things. So I'm even more happy about having it. And in that console room, I also have a boombox from the third season of Stranger Things. And I also have uh, a set of headphones, uh, Telex headphones that used to plug into like a library, uh, slideshow machine, whatever. Uh, also in Stranger Things, in the science. Anyway, so I'm 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 kind of I kind of psyched about that. Uh, but what what was really cool is uh, I got a really good deal on Facebook Marketplace. Um, I got a 46 inch Sony Bravia television, 1080p with a wall mount for 80 bucks. Nice, 80 bucks. So I so I hung it above uh, the uh, the vintage TV, and I put, plugged in my PS3, and I can play. Tonight I play Daytona USA on the PlayStation Three. So now I have my own Daytona USA machine in my house, which I love. I love that game so much. I wish I had a steering wheel and all this, you know, all that pedals. Maybe I'll have to talk to, uh, you know, some people on how to get that working. But it's super fun, uh, and it took me like the better part of a whole freaking day. But uh, I also put in like the behind the wall wires and stuff, so there's no wires uh, showing. It's just a TV on the wall. It's gorgeous. I'm gonna put nice. up a. Um, I'm gonna put up a uh, uh, 
what do you got there, Mark? What do you got going there? Independence Nothing. It's, Day uh, I was going to wait till you finished talking. Oh, okay. Well, the I'm Independence done. I'm done. Day Fun Fair from Stranger Things. Keep going. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's all. I, I was. I'm very happy to have Daytona USA running in my in my console. I would room. like to see pictures of that. I don't think you've documented that. Enough. You know what's funny? I have a bunch of pictures of the console room. I'm going to make an album and I'm going to post them tonight during nice. one of the. You know, when somebody else is talking, I will. I'll okay. do that tonight. Okay. Uh, so that is going to bring us to a new segment we have tonight. Well, oh wait, maybe we should do the did, news. Did we first. find out? What's that? Did we did we we found out what Brian's doing and everything? Yeah, Brian's going to do his thing. I'm going to do my thing. You know. Okay. Uh, That's what she said. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, I'm okay. So here here we're going to try this tonight. Um, we're going to mix things up. But uh, first things first. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Boy, that is a boring intro, don't you think? I like that one. It's yeah. not as good as it. <laughs> the arcade news. But... <laughs> well, maybe maybe in the future we'll oh, fix, fix that. Oh, that helps. Yeah, so uh, arcade news. Uh, we have one item tonight, and, and uh, it has to do with uh, Dragon's Lair. So uh, fans love Ryan Reynolds, right? He's the action hero. Uh, after putting his noteworthy spin on Deadpool and becoming a Pokemon in Detective Pikachu, he now has his sights set on another cult favorite that we all love, uh, Dragon's Lair. So it was just announced they're going to do a live-action Dragon's Lair. I don't know if you know or not, but they did a Kickstarter or a, a Indiegogo campaign. They did an eight-minute short uh, pitched to a bunch of places. Nobody would take it. Uh, nobody wanted to do an animated version. But uh, now there's this live-action version. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix just acquired the film adaptation rights to Dragon's Lair. So uh, let's look forward to that. Uh, and they're they're in talks with Ryan Reynolds. He could end up being Dirk the Daring. Uh, and I think that would be awesome. What do you guys think? That'd be a, I think that'd be a pretty neat. Uh, he'd, he'd do that well. Yep, he'd here, definitely do that here, well. Here's what I heard. Uh, yeah, that'd be okay. So it's funny, like, <laughs> so Don Bluth won't have any animation. It will just be his creator, his character, but made real. Exactly, right? which is going to be crazy. But yeah, I think they have an obligation now because they collected seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and produced an eight minute short. And I love Don Bluth. Don't get me wrong. And by the way, uh, can I share with you guys today something uh, that 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 I got this week? Uh, sure. So I have a I modest mean... I have a modest lunchbox collection. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, like vintage '80s lunchboxes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let me just going to share a few of them with you. Sure. Why not? Um, you remember Nolan Bushnell was on the store on the show. Remember that? Remember? Th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was a real snoozer. Wait, wait, we remember. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so I have this lunchbox. It's from Chuck E. Cheese. It's really cheap. It's not one of your uh, classic thermos ones, but it does have the thermos inside it. Nice. So that's nice. kind of cool. Uh, and, and look, Chucky has his own little lunchbox on the thermos, too. And then, and then I also have this uh, vintage Pac-Man tin thermos lunchbox made by uh-huh. Aladdin. 
and it's really yeah. cool. And it also has the the thermos. Wow. So that's kind of cool. Um, love that. Um, and I also oh, I also have this Pac Man lunchbox from the TV show, which is horrible. I got this at MGC two years ago. It's an Aladdin. It's plastic, but. It's kind of cool because it also has the thermos, uh-huh. which is you know that's the coveted thing. You gotta have the whole thing. So, but um, here's here's the thing. So recently, mm-hmm. I was looking, and this is before the announcement about Ryan Reynolds. But I was, re- was looking for arcade lunchboxes. You guys, there was not that many lunchboxes made about arcades in the in the eighties. There's no donk. Hey. Do you know there's no Donkey Kong lunchbox? That's mm, sad. That sounds that, familiar. It's everybody got shocking. everybody got weird with me when I brought in lunchbox to high school, so I don't really. So here's the thing: uh, there was a Dragon's Lair lunchbox, and I got one this week. Uh, oh, there it is! Nice. Uh, yeah, and it's it's beautiful. It's clean. Uh, uh, no What's thermos. Inside? Oh, but hey, look! The, it, 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 is that where it's supposed to go? That's where <laughs> it's supposed to go. But you know what's the funny thing? In it, case it's, you're really dumb, you don't know where it goes. It's super clean. And which uh, which end goes up? up. Yeah. Right, right, uh, but it's cool because it has all the scenes on, and it's, I don't know, man, lunchboxes were so cool back in the '80s, and uh, right. and this is uh, like I've, I've wanted this. I actually scored this for thirty bucks, shipped. So that's that's a that's a, that's a steal. You won't find it for less than fifty usually. So this is this is super fun. I hope I can find a thermos someday to marry it up. You didn't tell me it was going to be show and tell. Well, you, you know uh, that it's off. Uh, I'm not wearing any pants but again. Oh man! <laughs> no, but I, but I'm just saying uh, that that was my uh, find of the week. And I'm sorry, you, I've I've overrun this. But you know what? We have a new it. we have a new segment on this show, and yes. it's totally dedicated to Brian McLeod. And and here here we go. Uh, okay. We need we well, we need a bumper. So first of all, let's do this. story of that important but overlooked character. Oh, you're an inventor. Yes, I am. What have you invented? A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of, okay? Welcome to the gadget section. I love this. I and love in this. answer to Mr. Peabody, yeah, it's all Exterminator now every week. We're just going to do a new Exterminator gadget on every show until we're done with COVID. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> and I don't have – there was some weird beeping sound in the background right at the beginning of your segment, Adam. That's what the pause was because I'd speak and the beeping would go away. <laughs> then I'd stop speaking and the beeping would come back. And I was like, uh, mm, uh, mm, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and the beeping's like on and off. Anyways – Welcome to the new gadget section. So um, every week we're going to go over a few new gadgets or a new gadget or what's interesting out in the arcade world. Uh, one thing I saw, brand new, uh, being tested by Dave Okert or Okert. It's Okert, correct? With a K. <laughs> yes. Um, he ran the 6100 high voltage uh, P316 boards, which uh, for those of you who help rebuild old uh, vector monitors... You'll know these are the boards that you get in sometimes. They have a giant black hole like right in the bottom side of them. 
where this resistor blows up and takes out like the board and probably part of the Slowly chassis with freighters it. Yeah. <laughs> and so the irony of this is that I literally finished redrawing that board and was sending it off for production today. And Dave posted the picture on his prototype. He just got in on Facebook today. So uh, it's awesome, and it's a definitely a needed part. So the number of uh, 6100s I've seen, actually we have four or five high-voltage chassis in the shop that need to be rebuilt that all have craters, and you'd have to patch over the, uh, the traces. So great product to see the community coming out with. Really nice to see people doing that. The other thing, and this is not, we're not going to get into a one-up promotion. Uh-oh. But I have been saying for years, this is a I told you so. I get to do that, right? Uh-oh. So so for years I've been saying when people wanted to build games that were not classic but build a multi-game and have four and eight-way activation on them, that they should use the Sanwa JLF with an octagon gate. So the the one-ups use a knockoff JLF, a really cheap Chinese version of it, and they just sent out eight-way restrictor plates for their burger time cabinets so that people could play four-way and eight-way games. And it's funny because I saw Zabo posted a picture of them and is like, why did I get these? And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, mind blown. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I own all two seconds of that idea that I've been trying to tell everybody about since actually before MGC the first year I went. And now somebody actually did something with it. And I wish I felt better because mm. I wish it was somebody other than one up. <laughs> wow. That's not fair. Polykate actually has been using that for the last three years in their cabinets, which is really cool. Yeah. So, you know, the octagon is a 1980 film uh, starring Chuck Norris. Oh, I love Chuck Norris. It's awesome. You got to see it. If, if only we could have him <laughs> battle COVID. Um, yes. <laughs> Wait, that, that is, a, that is a meme, right? That is a meme. Probably. It is. And I posted that meme and then somebody actually like responded. You wouldn't want him battling it. He's like 82. And I was like, yeah, I joke, you know, yeah. You would Sometimes. want it. He'd kick its ass. <laughs> kick its ass. Okay. So the one other product I'll mention, and I think I brought this up last week, I may have, is that we are redoing Valley Senti 14-round boards. And so those prototypes are coming in. I expect them in about a week. And we should be selling chicken shift kits by the end of April. So nice. marquee, control panel, and 14-round board sets. So... I'm pretty excited about that. Should be a lot of fun. Control panels will be fully built except for the volcano buttons. Um, well, I got they're some. Not, I don't have original Senti ones to put on every panel. I'll offer a cheap alternative, but I'm figuring people are going to decide whether they want to do arcade shop, use the stuff they have on the shelf, or just use something as a knockoff. Yeah. So super excited. We're going to be doing reverse printed glass for the marquees and metal powder coated panels with direct printing. For the control panels. Oh, nice. So it'll be really, really slick kits. Slick. That's about it. Have you guys played Chicken Shift? No, I've never played it. Is it good? Yeah. I, I played it at Proto Hype a few years ago at CAGS. It is good. It's hilarious. I mean, the whole thing. Well, tell us about it. What? Why is it hilarious? Well, um, you're trying to save eggs from going down a conveyor belt. And um, it's just very clever. It's like completely out of the box uh, gameplay I, I feel like it didn't really hit very well because it was kind of so far out there but um maybe maybe the end of the gaming industry also sort of hurt it a little bit right 
it's also a very just simple game. I mean, it's two buttons, and the buttons just rotate the... There's like red and blue, right. basically devices that channel the eggs. Correct. And you've got a red button and a blue button, and they change the direction of them. So it's not hard to learn, but it gets much harder and harder as the game goes on. Yep. Yep. Nobody was uh, marathoning that game, though. It was definitely difficult. It's it's kind of the idea of uh, an endless runner. I mean, mm. like it's kind of that idea of it just gets tougher and tougher. Patrick saying his favorite game is Stalker, the racer game. I gotta say, my favorite one, and we'll probably never rebuild, is um, Night Stalker. And uh, everybody <laughs> that comes to my place that plays that calls it distracted driving game because you're literally driving the car and shooting aliens as they attack you. Nice. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Balicente, that that particular chicken shift that was never in like the the sack one refrigerator cabinet, was it? It was always the the green sided one. I believe it was usually the green-sided one, uh-huh. and the control panels, if I remember correctly, are different with the refrigerator one versus the green-sided one. Okay. So you would have yeah. needed a different kit. The one that yeah. I'd love to get my hands on, but I know I never will, is the four-player Patrick. Oh, yeah. Team yeah, Patrick. Yeah. That game just looks awesome. That looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shouldn't say that, because every time I say that, Stuff seems to crawl out of the woodwork, and somebody writes me, "Hey, yeah, I have one of my deal that's going to get you in trouble." Yeah, your wife's going to leave you. Cocktail to put in my garage. Oh, God. Uh, oh no! <laughs> Patrick uh. Kiernan. Patrick Kiernan in the chat says, "Night Stalker as a concept was a predecessor to Lucky and Wild. It didn't get the recognition it deserved, though, possibly due to the confusing concept." <laughs> It it, nice. it it is pretty confusing. It is one of those games, though, that, like, so one of the neat things about having people over and having all the games, we have a bunch of parties, is you watch what people play. And because, and I think you can talk about this more later, Gar, but, like, when you have a free play environment, people will go to Donkey Kong and things like that, but they also get hooked on some weird games. Like, it's kind of every now and then they, like, gravitate in the direction of stuff. You're like, that surprises me. Yeah. And the one at my place that's always been surprising is the is the uh, Night Stalker. Like it seems like when we have a party, everybody's going, "Hey, check this out." The other one is Cocktail, uh, which isn't surprising. It's Cocktail Warlords. Nobody's played it. You know what? But it gets played. Aren't playing at your arcade is uh, Exterminator. That's. Uh, I cannot oh. get anybody off that game. It's like all night. It's like a line all the way out the door and down the hall. You know what? All night. It's like a lie. That you keep repeating. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, Mark, uh, this is Adam, you, Adam's extreme Mark, jealousy of my, you, uh, you know my exterminator he, cabinet. Did you know you have a segment, Mark? I do. I. <laughs> back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to, to the, the cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, Doc Brown, there actually is a problem with Earth's gravitational pull. We, we're we going back in time to April 2nd, 1982. Remember then? What were you doing back in 1982, Garth? Oh, man. Playing a lot of Atari 2600. Nice. Uh, yeah, me too. Well, shit. I mean, shoot. Uh, uh. Yeah, Dang. I, sorry. Is it, <laughs> you know, we, we were doing so good, and then I just had... Oh, uh, now, now we're PG. Dang it. 
<laughs> so Frozen's PG too, so it's all right. <laughs> hey, you know, let's talk about what's going on at the arcade back okay. in 1982. That sounds good. Yeah? yeah, Chicago. Oh, so I guess this means uh, right at the moment that I'm talking about this, Adam is Chicago News Center fives. Barry Burnson. 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 He did a three part report on new video game the new the new video game craze sweeping the nation yeah back in 82 i skipped the first one because it's kind of boring should we play uh, this so one? we're going to jump straight to the second one uh he interviews people uh uh and, and has footage from williams ballet atari now so let's uh this let's, is like a 20 minute video in. so how much do we need to play no 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 the, the second segment isn't that long okay here we go playing these games yes and we'll meet the chicago alderman who wants to ban video games for everybody under the oh. age of 18 Oh no! Barry Burnson, New Center Five. Move over, Space Invaders. We found some new games. If you are a fan, we don't have to tell you that video games are taking this country by storm. By storm! Of kids as well as adults glued to their flashing screens. But there are some glued. people who are worried that the games could be having a negative effect on the players. Barry Burnson joins it's... us now for part two of High Tech Wreck. And you talk about some of the effects in the This guy has the worst That's hair. Uh, in fact, some of the things that uh, doctors are starting to see are Space Invaders Elbow, <laughs> Defender Wrist, <laughs> and Pac-Man Pinky. These are really coming into medical offices as the video game wave continues to build. We call them the side effects of high-tech wreck. Oh, my God. High-tech wreck. Oh, oh she's playing pinball. Games, uh, there uh, once was a king uh. by the name of Pinball. But now, 60 to 75% of the industry is video games. Ah, Yesterday's yes. pinball wizards are today's captains of video. Mother's pinball at the oh corner my of Route God. 14 and 83 in northwest suburban Mount Prospect. A lot of kids <laughs> drop a lot of quarters in here. Despite the name of the place, Mother's Pinball, the current score is Pinball Machines 6, Video Games 45. Yeah. George Macy is an average teenager who spends a lot of time here at Mother's but Mount not much Prospect. money. He is so skillful Master. at playing the game Defender that he can make a single quarter last for an hour or more by earning additional plays or attack waves. One day last month, at age 14, George racked up 1,774,125 points. No one else has ever come close, at least in the known universe. Well, when you're playing the game, you always get the green men down at the bottom so that they don't pick up your men until you Oh my god, he doesn't have anything on Ben Gold. You the game because when you lose your world, Never there's doubt. no way of getting out of it. The planet can blow up. Yeah, the planet can blow up and you go into space. Hey. These game videos a lot more. Probably the funnest thing is designing one. That's what I like to do the most. There are uh, he designs them. The impact of video games isn't all good. We know the guy Dr. Wrote Sherry that. Turkle, a sociologist at... Okay, he says, but, you know, it's not all good and they had it on a black kid. That's racist. What? Well, we can't even see that. Why did you even bring that up? Because I'm watching the video. <laughs> it's just terrible. We're not. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, the, the, you know, this video is going to go on for like eight minutes. So, uh, no. He's going to talk about their medical conditions in a minute. It was oh, hilarious. All right, I'll play some more. But you have to interject. The people are not going to want to listen to this crap. We need to bring it up and stream it. We got, oh, Okay, here we go. MIT says these games emphasize power, aggression, macho, and manipulation. That guy is hairy arms. Two Chicago psychologists. Holy crap. One of the things Three that makes defenders. people upset is that kids hang around and are obviously having a good time. And I think that people yeah. always get nervous when, when that's happening. So the guy is a porn star. Some of the dangers are overstated. But if there's any danger in these games, it seems to me it's, it's, it's that... Uh, uh, 
breaking up uh, of, of the social uh, contacts. That, that that's such a loner sort of activity. Oh yeah. my God! Uh, if there seems to be any danger, it's me and my porn stash seeking out young boys <laughs> at the arcade. Yes. Okay. Uh, 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 what are you doing there, boy? Well, besides the feeling of competence, I think there's also an, an added benefit of exposure to the video screen and getting prepared for the advent of the computer age. Oh my God, she's. Oh, I kind of, I kind of like her. Are we about wait, to see wait. like a pong thing now? Chicago Alderman Patrick Hewels believes that where there are Here. video games, there could be trouble. In devil. the residential areas the of the Bridgeport Ward, Hewels. You'll see by this diagram on the city that this it forms a pentagram, and we are, you know, it, we... Uh, ...says some small unlicensed arcades have become storefront hangouts, breeding gangs and drug traffic. Hewels wants to ban the games in Chicago for people under age eight. Oh my god, are we going back to, like, LaGuardia when he, yes. like, fucking blew up all the pinball machines? Seriously, <laughs> what the hell? This is a rotten video from 1982, and I love it. What? <laughs> hey, Mark, can we find what the alderman believes in? He's just sort of saying, hey, I oh found some God. weird kook guy. You guys, when you go to see this video, go go yes. directly to 601 and look at the cow that is <laughs> that is like, oh, video games are bad, and I'm going to freaking ban them, and I'm going to blow them up. Put this link in the uh, podcast next year when we uh, finally. Uh, you know, my, my name is Patrick M. Hules, and I got beat up at school a lot in Alderman. So they're in the middle of the residential <laughs> zone, uh, the, and the kids congregating. Um, people, you know, they're blocking the, the. Oh my God! Kids are congregating, and it's so oh, bad. God. And they're not friends with me. No. Kids. And I, I got beat up a lot. And I didn't make the football A squad. It was terrible. Yeah, me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Say, I okay. need medication lately. Okay, wait. We need more videos like this, Mark. Uh, this we is have awesome. parks throughout our city. We have the Valentine. We need parks. We need parks with no video games. Boys club. There's other forms of recreation that the kids can get involved. Yeah, go out and ride their bikes. Gosh, gosh darn it. it! Wait, wait. Here's here, here's here's the summary, right? An ordinance okay. will probably come up before the city council next month, and next year the U.S. Supreme Court will decide whether such age restrictions are constitutional. A decision that's vitally important to the entire coin-operated industry and pack maniacs and everybody else. I cannot believe this is a thing. Yes. <laughs> you guys, I mean, like, we, we dig up these videos regularly this season. Yes. And, I, and I'm and i astounded at, at the number of adults that are, like, freaking afraid of video games. <laughs> Back in the early 1980s, it was a big deal. There were a lot of places that brought in what they thought were really, you know, seedy people and, uh, you know, bad things going on. A lot of cigarette smoking, other smoking like they, they It really was a problem in some areas. And so what we've seen in arcades nowadays is we see a lot of the laws that are left over from that. For sure. Um, you know, the number of restrictions on games. Some places will have it where you can't have more than X number of machines in a single location. And uh, it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy that, you know, it's still kind of out there. And even when we went to go and open our arcade, we had to go before the city and, you know, basically let them know what we were bringing into town because they weren't sure, you know, what was going on. And, you know, they thought back to the 1980s as well. Yeah, it's wow. it, it blows my mind. I, I actually love these segments because uh, they are so anti. Uh, 
They're well, never like gung ho. Like this is awesome, <laughs> right? I mean, they're 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 just like oh, the, the youth are going to take they're over. Sick. And, ah. These kids and, are and, terrible. And, and 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 it also is is poignant right now because uh, for us, uh, at least for me and and my co-hosts and maybe you too, uh, Gar, uh, it was a social experience. And right oh, now, and right, and right now, uh, it's. It sucks because of this fucking virus. Uh, you know, I I spent a whole shit ton of money on tokens. I was going to have a big grand reopening of Adam's Arcade here in my house and invite like a. I was going to have a big party, and it it, it might not it's happen off. for a year or so now. Mm. Well, uh, or, or until there's always, a vaccine. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. If I stay healthy, right? Stay what healthy. Kills me about these videos is, and I, not to change the subject, <laughs> but every time I see one of these videos, there's some game in there that I'm like, holy crap! I I've been looking for that game. There's like some rare game that just pops up in this like random arcade video, right? Like at five minutes, they're playing Space Odyssey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, so cool. I, I've never seen a Space Odyssey. I have a marquee and I have a board set, and I'm like trying to find the artwork for it. That's hilarious. That's so, I mean, like every time we play one of these segments, I'm like, what the? Like, I mean, it's like right. every arcade in the country had some random, like, rare ass game. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. So, it's not, it's not good. Okay. Moving along, I'd like to find out if you know what's in the juke. Possibly, okay. sir. Sure. What's in the juke? All right. I love this music. It's, it's so, so circus-like. Remember circuses? You could, like, your elbows touch people? No? Uh, no. Okay. Hey! Welcome to What's in the Juke. Yes, sir? <laughs> no. You were saying? No, I was going to talk about circuses. We don't need to do that. You go, uh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, Welcome to What's in the Juke, where we play a small portion of a song. In this case, a song that was popular in uh, on April 2nd, 1982, or was poised to be popular. <clears throat> <laughs> and we hope that we hope to God people in the chat recognize it and can tell us the song's title, which they will be awarded a half point for, right? Half point. There you go. And if you can guess the artist, you will also be given... Full point. Oh, yes. If you, That's right. If you get both. Uh, if people don't know what it is, fight it out. <laughs> so, Adam, let's let's begin. <laughs> All right. This is where we get banned. This, this is a my, good one. It's my favorite. It's, my, okay, it's so, not your favorite song. Come on. <laughs> by the way, I, I love the first track you picked, Mark. This is Really? Yeah, oh, I could not. I totally forgot about this. Oh, this is so good. Uh, by the way, this is uh, this is uh, the lead singer is from Rush, and I'm yes. just, and 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 I'm just that's a hint. But here right. you go. <laughs> this is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. <laughs> Beauty, eh? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey, hey everyone, this record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. And I are now You're... experts in the field. Yeah, eh? right. Because we're a band now. It looks like Strange Brew. Yes, yes, it was. (laughs) That that is the best. Oh my god! 
I see uh, Tim, our first-time listener, just pulled out a half point for that song. Half point. Yes. And he also got, got Bob and Doug point. McKenzie, so he gets the full, full point. point. I think that's Congratulations, pretty... Congratulations, Tim. Yeah, you're in the lead. Okay. All right. The next track. Here, here we go. Tim, I think <laughs> you should take your clothes off. Uh, we should what? Get know, no. We should get to know each other. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't. Okay, here we go. Should I, is that, that was enough? weird. Is that enough? There's actually two songs that could be. Uh, let's see. Let's see yeah, what they're... people. Uh, I always got this confused with the, you know. So. Oh my God, Andy Baldwin, you're on it. Andy Baldwin, seventeen, and who some is chick. some chick? <laughs> Taki. Edge of seventeen. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, Steve. Tim, get the other half. Wait, 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 wait. Tim gets the actual song name. Oh, he and, does. And he gets Stevie Nicks. I, I think Tim gets the full point. Full point. Because uh, seriously, it's not seventeen. It's Edge of seventeen. I'm a huge Stevie Nicks fan. Tim, you and I are gonna have to get together. I think. I think we're just gonna have to hang, man. Nice. I'm All gonna right. give Andy a half point just out of uh, pity. I think that's good. You should do that. All right. <laughs> okay. Done. Wait, are we going to give a prize away this week? I, I think Andy feels robbed there. <laughs> he's still in the, he's in second place. Do we have something to give away? I don't know. Hey, here's what we're giving away this week. Out. We're giving away a five-inch uh, Mike Post oh. <laughs> Star Wars uh, fridge magnet. Nice. That's what's going to be the first place winner, okay? We gave away Bubbles last week, which is going out. Still happens to be here, but yep. Okay. Uh, tomorrow I have the day off, so I will be mailing out everything tomorrow. Oh, Brian. awesome! I'm going to call you at 7 a.m. Okay. <laughs> I, I, please do, Brian Frober. I'm sorry, okay. you will be getting your stuff. Okay, so here we go. This is dude. I, I'm actually kind of jealous because this looks really awesome. Star Wars. This is like a like quarter inch wood. Ma- oh, anyway. Okay. All right. Next track. Okay. Here we go. So we. Um, I changed the name of the artist here. Um, Good. Okay, here we go. I also fast forwarded four years, but that is so awesome. <laughs> Always on my mind, Steve Taki. Oh my God, Pet Shop Boys. Boom, boom, boom. Mike Page, you are on it with a half point. And Steve Taki, always on my mind. You guys freaking rule. Maybe I love you. Half point. Quite as often as I half point. It's funny, originally this was always on my mind with uh, Willie Nelson, but. But Elvis, very wise decision. Elvis Presley also did it. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I love that version. Okay. Next track. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> A jump in my Ferrari. <laughs> I'll do it again. I mean, seriously. I extended my mustache today just for this song, actually. I got to <laughs> say, if you get... I'm, I'm going to say, if you get the, the artist of this song, I will give you a full point for the artist. That, that'll be crazy. 
Looks like Andy Baldwin got the uh, the fact that it's the theme for Magnum PI first. First, that's great. Okay, yes. that's awesome. We love that. Half point. Half point for that. Uh, Mike Post, Tim Crutchman, you freaking rule! I mean, wow, he gets a full point for that. Mike, Tim, Tim is in like a full clear point. first place position with two and a half points. Uh, Tim, it might be our new, you know, Kelsey Relford. Our, our new Kelsey replacement. <laughs> okay next track here we go all right that's it that's all you get Uh, but i mean it's all you need really (laughs) yeah jake giles steve taki centerfold andy baldman so they each get a half point for that right nice yeah half point all right, so here we go. Uh, the next song is that's my least favorite song ever. I hate this song. Oh, I love this one. Oh, I hate this song so much. Come on! Right now, you should not be writing anything on a bathroom wall. COVID nineteen. <laughs> oh God, this song sucks. Yeah, Tommy Two Tone. Uh, I hope you're being sucked. Steve Taki. Uh, Thanks, Steve Taki. Yeah, tied tied for second now. Steve talking with Andy Baldwin. And who got the song? Uh, uh, it's it's Jenny. Uh, I think we have to give it to Tim. Tim Kretschmann. Yeah. Half point. Tim Kretschmann gets a half point for yep. Jenny. Okay, okay, and all right, here we go. Uh, did it? Uh, what? what oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Let's hap- go to the next one. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna get this. That's a that's a difficult. Oh, that's a difficult. Andy one. got the 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 artist. He's in with a half point. Half point. Uh nice. that's a hard song to get. Wow. their other songs for sure no and it's not a hit no i mean it did make it into the top 40 yeah like number 40 and then it Probably. fell off <laughs> i think it was in the 30 the 30s okay andy baldman gets it that's that's nice. pretty awesome all right that's great half point okay so did it uh okay first of all let's let's recap what we've done so far yes. take off by bob and doug mckenzie edge of 17 by stevie nicks always on my mind by pet shop boys magnum pi uh by mike post centerfold by jay giles band eight six seven five three oh nine or uh jenny by tommy two-tone and did it in a minute uh by hon oats Okay, the next song uh, coming up here, your next clue is... You know what? We should make, like, uh, comp- uh, cars. Steve Taki gets the cars. And Shake It Up is Tim. Uh, so that's a half point. For the two of those guys, I, that's pretty freaking awesome. Half point. Impressive. All right. Shake it up by the cars. And the next track you are about to hear is... 
I love that track so much. Yes. Oh, this band, I saw them in the reunion tour. Oh. Wait, I saw I saw them too. Fifth row, man. Were you there? Fifth row. When they when they came to Minnesota? Oh, Minneapolis? yeah, Minneapolis, man. Yeah. So, so you were in the room with me. I was. I was. We were holding hands. Not really. And we have The Police uh, by Steve Take. Yes. And the song is... Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Page gets it. Mike Page gets the song. So Nice. Uh, Mike Page pulling up. Half point. So, so before we get to our last song, by the way, Tim and Andy are tied at thir- in first place with three points each. Steve Take, only... Uh, 2.5, he's a half point behind, and Mike Page with a full point well, in here's third place. A, here's the thing. I added a song. Yes. To, so we have, the, we have the next song, and then I added a song in honor of... Oh, you did? Yes. Nice. And it's not from 1982, but it has that vibe, and, it, and it's Okay, from, I like it. Uh, it has to do with this whole COVID crap, but we're going to get oh, to that yes. after this track, which, uh, right. which is... Uh, and we're going to give a full two points for the next track. Okay? okay, so this one is, is normal. Half point for the artist, half point for the song. Okay. I think that's about all we need, right? That's pretty awesome. I don't often hear that intro. I gotta tell you, this is like probably one of the best intros of a song ever. Uh, that is Tim. Foreigner Tim. Tim is on the board with another half point. Yes. Mike Page gets the other point. They each get a half point for that. Half point. I'm very impressed. I'm very Me impressed. Too. Play um, a little bit. Okay, here we go. Yes. Standing oh, so good. in the rain with his head hung That song is awesome. Here we go. Yes. Only one way to go. So he started rocking. Gonna make that to the top. And be a jukebox hero. It takes a minute and 28 seconds to get to that line. No way. That's that's a long time. It is a long time. Okay. This next song <laughs> is worth two points. It's one two point for each. the artist, one point for the the uh, uh, the uh, song. This it's is in uh, it's sort of an '80s vibe. Uh, it, it definitely is an '80s vibe. Um, I'm playing it in honor of uh, someone who passed away because of COVID. And here we go. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I think it just gave away the name of the song. Mr. Peabody gets a yes. point, and who is the Mr. Peabody? Who gets the artist? Come on, guys, you can do this. Andy Baldwin, Fountains of Wayne. You guys each get full point. A full point for that. So well, let's tell you. Andy Baldwin pulled into first place, and I guess gets your uh, Star Wars. Yes, arcade that. magnet. Tim in an honorable second place. Steve Taki in third with 2.5 points. Mike Page with 1.5. And Mr. Peabody showing us all how it's done with I a full point. I just got to say, Tim Kretschmann, who's been here one day. One day. Almost took the prize. 
Right. I I think he almost deserves an introductory prize. What, what we I'm going to choose a grab bag. Grab, uh, here we go. Uh, grab bag prize for Tim Kretschmann. Uh, okay. Tim, uh, email me your email address, your email, uh, your info at Adam at Arcade Radio. You are going to get this crazy climber uh, five inch arcade magnet. Oh my god! Nice. It's pretty sweet. That is nice. Yeah, it's beautiful, uh, and uh, it's by Tato and. Mike Post, uh, Mike Post, Mike Page, um, made all these. They're fantastic. Uh, so if you send me your info, uh, you get that for playing tonight. And it's the uh, booby prize, right? It's a booby prize. We like boobies. We like boobies. Uh, um, prizes. We, we don't have a we don't have a call tonight, right? Hey, Gar's still here, right? No, we don't have a call. Okay, good. So we should. We have yeah, Gar's here, but I think that Gar. Means- Welcome to the show. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on, guys. Boy, that was mean. Love that shirt. (laughs) Thank you. It's the old logo. Yes. Uh, Gar, uh, we're profiling uh, arcades that are affected by this madness. And uh, you're right up there with TNTs. Garcade. Definitely an arcade. Yes, oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, you probably the probably the best arcade in Wisconsin. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I I, I mean, and it would have been the after party after this weekend. We, we should be at MGC partying it up right now, but we are not. No. Oh, and I'm so crushed. I I was actually like three weeks into my prep when everybody got shut down and yeah. uh, so I had games that I was just aching to call, you know bring out show off tell us about those games uh, we went through we've got a really really nice uh, group of games that we recently added color DMDs to and so we were going to bring those out um, really showcase them we've got some really nice examples uh, one of which was a Star Trek Next Generation that we picked up at MGC last year. Um, put in all three brand new ramps, uh, shopped it out totally top to bottom. Uh, the LED job's beautiful. It was, it's just a stunning machine. Um, over the last couple of months, we wound up finding a beautiful NBA fast break. So we threw a color DMD in there. Cool. And it's spectacular. It's beautiful. It had been home use for like 15 years. So it really is a really nice example. Um, and then the other machine that we were really looking forward to bringing was um, Lethal Weapon 3 which is one of those games that is just a huge crowd favorite here at the Garcade. We have people that come in and just want to play that machine, and it's unbelievable. So we we felt that it needed the color DMD to really bring it out and make it look really, really spectacular, and then the color DMD in our Metallica. Uh, So those were going to be the four pins we were going to wind up bringing. Uh, We had a couple of other games we were looking forward to bringing. uh, This game called Bovinium Quest, which was the <laughs> MGC VIG game from last year. We bought the demo cabinet, uh, so we were going to bring that back, show that off to everybody, have it uh, the finished version of the arcade game for the the 
Um, the giveaway was uh, given to me by Dan Lucen a couple of months ago. So we've got that up and running in the arcade. We were looking forward to bringing that. So that's uh, pretty, that's, a, really that's actually cool super re- unique. Can you tell us a little bit about Bovinium Bovin- Quest? I think I, and I have the cartridge. Uh, not not a great implementation of the cartridge because of uh, the short timing on it, and um, but it's still kind of a fun. Like I have this thing. So you have the, the actual. Uh, I saw that in the main room, and um, so there's a final version of the arcade. Can you tell us a little bit about Bovinium? And, and why it's so yeah, cool. well, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's built on the NES system, so it runs an NES system inside. Uh, when I got it, the controls didn't work very well, and what we came to find out was we had to actually create an intermediary board in between the NES to make it compatible with the arcade controls. So then, once we got that done, you know, we had the up game up and running um it's a really cool cabinet the game itself is a lot of fun uh there's a ufo that is trying to steal cows for methane and you have to go and collect pieces to block them from being able to (laughs) beam the cow up so the whole time the game is playing the cow is slowly beaming up to the ship um, That's and cool. you have to avoid snowballs and climb ladders, and so it's it's uh, it's definitely got a retro feel to it, but it's a lot of fun. The gameplay is is decent. It it was something that was cool. Uh, we were really excited to be able to hook up that cabinet uh, after MGC last year. So, were you planning on having a Cosmotrons uh, tournament this year? Uh, unfortunately, the Cosmo Olympics had been canceled at the very beginning of the year. We opted not to do it. That was based on the deployment date for Shane Guprod. Um, Shane Guprod joined the National Guard and was deployed to oh. go to, well to go to boot camp. Um, so he had to go through and do that, and his boot camp wound up being over this weekend. So there was no ability for them to be able to come and rep their their machines. Without the extra machines there, it would have been really hard to try and do the tournament. Uh, So we were going to wind up doing an in-house tournament here uh, during the after party that was supposed to be here. Um, You know, we're really, that one stinks. We're really upset that we weren't able to do that. Um, You know, just as upset that MGC didn't take place this year. It's heartbreaking. This is like the the biggest event in southeastern Wisconsin and one of the biggest in all of the Midwest. Yeah. And for it to get canceled was just a punch in the gut for a lot of people. For sure the biggest in the in the Midwest. I have to I mean, they drag like ten thousand people through there in a weekend. Yeah, it's incredible. Like the numbers that they pull through and you know, for a small arcade like us, um, that's our biggest event for direct marketing. Um, we're hitting targeted groups of people that are interested in what we have to offer, and it allows us to get out and meet more people and let them know about our arcade. And uh, missing out on that really stinks because we, you know, now we don't yeah. get that that marketing opportunity this that's year. That's how that's how I met you. It was like four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, years ago. It was uh, right before we opened the arcade here. Yeah. We were and, doing the big gear up. Yeah, and uh, and by the way, Dan will be on next week to talk about the demise of MGC this year, so uh, that'll be a good show. But uh, you also were supposed to have an after after party, right? 
We do. We have the official MGC after party for um, people that don't opt for the one downtown. We actually bus people out to the arcade, uh, offer food and beverages and uh, you know, the entire place is locked down to just them. So it's a very intimate environment. It's a lot of fun. It's something we look forward to doing every year. Uh, we wanted to actually do barbecue this year. Oh, um, man. Yeah, we were really bummed. So it was something that we were really looking forward to. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to do it. So um, not to get all, you know, emotional and sentimental, but uh, what... <sighs> How does it feel to not be able to do that this year? It's crushing. It's horrible. Um, you know, as somebody that is a business owner and, um, you know, I mean, my family knows I spend all of my time here at the arcade. This yeah. is like, I don't go out and hang out with friends anymore. This is what I do. My friends come here. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, it, it's very cool. And right now, um, you know, I'm missing it. Um, I'm still coming into the arcade, but it's strange, like not having 200 games going in the background it's and all like, that background noise. Uh, you know, the silence is deafening here. It's like the upside down on freaking Stranger Things. It is. We have it. Yeah. We love it. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> no, but it's seriously like you walk in and it's like this completely different world. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about what uh, how many games are in your arcade right now. Uh, we are right on the cusp of about 200 games on the on the floor. Um, we have, I think, three down at the moment. Um, but everything else is functional and playable, and uh, we really we pour a lot of heart and soul into what we do. We love it. We do arcade games, pinball machines. We have foosball, dance machines, um, two air hockey tables, two eight-foot uh, com- competition tables. And one of the things that really makes us special is we have a free play jukebox with wow. 100 CDs in it, and Sweet. it really makes the environment here. Sweet. I, I, what, what kind of songs do you get to hear in there? We have uh, a mix of 60s, 70s, 80s, little bit of 90s just for some flavor. Uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, it's, it's a lot of retro rock, um, a lot of soul. I, I personally like a lot of early r and soul. I love that. So you get a little Marvin Gaye going in there? You, we've got, yeah, we've got Motown classics. Oh, we've I got stuff from like the 70s, Stevie 80s. Wonder. You know, I've got Run DMC in there, Beastie oh, Boys, like, you know, awesome. 70s funk classics. Ah, God, I love that. Oh, yeah, and, the- you know, it's cool because what we did was is we took – 100 CDs and what we looked for specifically were greatest hits albums of Mm. really amazing artists and that's great because there's you know you can come in and not hear the same music you know even after being here for hours it'll just be something different and it really adds to the ambiance you know it really adds to the look and feel of the place and really helps to bring people back into that 80s experience um, we have parents that bring their kids in, and the kids come in, and it's the first time they've ever been in an arcade. And it's great because the adults look at us, and they tell us. They're like, you know, I wanted to show my kid what a real arcade is. Oh, um, that's, that's the best uh, compliment it, you can get. It's so cool. It yeah. is so cool. Like I, You know, I did this because, you know, I started out as a home collector. I had 25 games in my basement and 20 more out in my garage. Mm-hmm. And the thing that motivated me the most was people coming down the stairs of my basement 
and walking into my arcade for the first time and you see their jaw hit the floor and their eyes go wide and you hear that exhale. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and like, I have people that do that every single day when they walk into my arcade. And that is the coolest feeling in the world. Like it motivates me to get out of bed and do what I do and excel at what we do. Uh, you know, that's, that's a big motivating factor for us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, someone in the chat said the definition of real arcade is different th- uh, from most of you. Why don't, why don't we try to define that? Gar, tell me in your own words, what you think a real arcade is. Actually, you know, arcades can be a lot of different flavors. The biggest thing for us is having a little bit of a bunch of different things for people to be able to do so that people can stay interested. Um, That's a big part of it. But, you know, for us, it's, you know, it's rooted in the stand-up upright arcade games, the Mm -hmm. full-size pinball machines. Yeah. Those are the anchors of, you know, what an arcade is for us. And then it becomes the other peripherals that go along with that that makes your arcade stand out from other people's arcades. So, like, when we first opened, nobody else had air hockey tables in their arcades. Like, Dave, I don't know why it was a big deal that a lot of the commercial arcades were like, we're staying away from them. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be those people. Why? And they're loud. They are loud. And, you know, the the thing is, when you walk into my business, we have all of our attract modes going. We have all the sound from the people and the music on top of it. So it's very, very loud in here. Uh, So we don't hear those air hockey tables as much as everybody else. And they're way back in the back corner. Sure. Um, So it's pretty, it's cool. It's different. Um, The jukebox is another one that makes us stand out from other people. Um, and other arcades and that we know we really like that that's that kind of defines who we are nice oh so uh it's interesting because we had uh we had a arcade here locally in egan minnesota that we used to go to that had air hockey and batting cages and and the whole uh nine yards and uh i love that place um mainly for the arcade games and they they had a dance floor in a lower level, which was because <laughs> it's the late '80s, man. But uh, I love that. I mean, you have all the aspects in the arcade. You have music, you have air hockey, you have video, you have pinball. It is. It's an entertainment center. That's well, and I think that's where a lot of the questioning comes in. Is you know, at what point do you go from being an arcade that has the arcade games and the pinball machines, and eventually morph into a family entertainment center? Which is when you have. You guys got me? Am I cutting it out? We got you. Great. Yep. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, you know, we are always walking that line as to are we going to wind up being a family entertainment center? What is the next phase going to look like for us? And how close do we get to that point without either making that cross or just jumping in? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when you. What is your. Like you were right at the point of looking for new spaces, right? And considering we were, where you were. Yeah, our um, our initial, if we wanted out at the end of that three years, July 1st, we could have. And so we were kind of casually looking to see what we wanted to do um, as a group. We decided that it was going to be better for us to stay in the location that we're in right now for another two years. 
And at that point, then we're going to wind up looking to either buy, build, or lease a much bigger facility. Can you can you just mention your business partners because I think it's important. Yeah, but I have uh, two business partners. Um, the first one is my wife. Um, she is actually listed as a business partner on paper. I wanted her to be a part of this, and she every bit is. Um, you know, I could not do what I do around here without the help of my business partners. And that's something that I tell people all the time when they ask about opening a new arcade. Um, the other aspect is my business partner, Tim. Um, Tim Byron, he's fantastic. He's amazing. He closes for us every night. Um, he puts in 40, 50 hours a week on top of working a full-time job in IT for the school wow. district. Wow. Uh, yeah, so he is still kind of doing that double duty and he never complains. He never calls in sick. You know, he occasionally will take time off, but he needs time off. And he is every bit as much um, the heart and soul of what goes on here at the Garcade as I am. Um, I couldn't do what I do without either one of those people. So one of the things that I think is really neat about your space car, and I, I, I'd really like you to talk to this because arcades to me were always this crowded, tight space, and it, like you felt like you were squished. And one of the things that I really liked about yours is you actually left considerable aisles. Like you can move around, see the games. When you're walking from one game to the next, you're not like you know shoulder to shoulder with somebody trying to squeeze through. And it didn't take away the feel. It still felt like an arcade, but I didn't feel like I was like, you know, up somebody's armpit to go from one game to the next. How did you decide to like, what made you decide to leave that room and give some space? I mean, that's not like Galloping Ghost doesn't do a lot of the other arcades around don't do that. One of that we felt like that was going to be one of those things that really set us apart from a lot of other arcades. Uh, when I first dreamed up that I wanted to open an arcade, the first thing that I originally thought of was find an old shopping center that went under an individual building that would have plenty of electrical in it, you know, 20, 30,000 square feet and be able to just have everything spread out. And it wasn't feasible for us when we first started. And so one of the things that we looked for primarily when we were trying to find a space was something that would allow us to do an open concept something that would allow us to kind of just put everything how we wanted to, and then we could run the electrical after the fact uh, once we got the layout that we really liked. And while we were going through and doing all of the layouts, you know, we were trying to figure how many machines could we fit in. We're like, oh, you know, with the space, we could fit maybe 300 machines. And, you know, as time has wore on, one of the things that we felt was a place that had zero stairs that was going to be first floor accessible, we wanted to make sure that our rows were wide enough where you could play on both sides and still get a wheelchair through the center. Um, all of our bathrooms are, are compliant with ADA. Um, we focus on making the gaming experience accessible for everybody. And that was really important for us. So that's, that's what we did. We wound up going, our rows are actually about eight feet, almost nine feet wide in between the games. Nice. Um, so you can play on both sides and you can still have three people in the center shoulder to shoulder and be able to walk through the arcade. Um, and there are times, honestly, that it is busy enough here that we needed the, that space. And so it has worked really well for us to be able to do that. We can run through high numbers of people on the weekends um, and have enough games for everybody to be able to play what they want, when they want. 
have a lot of different options and at the same time be able to kind of pack people in. Um, you can have roaming groups of people, which is great. Uh, you and I have talked, and you um, you tend not to just have one game. Like there's some games, like I think you mentioned Donkey Kong, you've got two of them? We have three Donkey Kongs. We have two Galagas, two Miss Pac-Mans. Um, some of the core key games from the 1980s, when people want to come in, they want to play that game. They may not be good at it, but they want to play it because they want to <laughs> they want that experience. They want to be you know taken back, and they remember that. And so having extras of those games out on our floor, we felt was really important. Um, we've gone through and done some modifications. We run the uh, Donkey Kong Multi Kit, where it allows you to play Deranged um, and another version that you know enhances the gameplay and allows us to have a second Donkey Kong on the floor. But if one of our more advanced players wants to play one of the harder versions of Donkey Kong, then they can. And it adds to a little more flavor on the floor, which is great. It, it allows people to play what they want when they want to. I, I have those versions on my game so that I can like lose before I get through the first level instead of actually feeling like I can get past the first level. <laughs> yeah, Tim loves playing them. He, he feels like if he can get further in those, then he can go back to the original and just smash it. I'm so terrible. I am like I am like beyond terrible at that game. It's funny because you know I own an arcade and I really don't play a ton of video games. Like my playing is fixing the machines. What, what is your favorite? Uh, I'm a pinball hound. I really am. I've been really absolutely loving the new Stranger Things. Oh, cool! Yeah. It, it is a lot better than I thought it was going to wind up being. So it's one that you know even since we're closed is getting a lot of attention from the people that are here. Did you did you put in the UV kit for the upside down? No, not yet. That's something that we wanted to do. Um, the kits became available right as we were looking down the barrel of being shut down for COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you a question about that. Um, did you make the decision yourself or did you wait for a mayor or somebody else to say you're shut down? Uh, we did a little bit of both. We followed the guidelines the best that we could. We stopped serving the public as far as having the games on prior to the governor putting down the full-on mandate. Um, but we were open for a couple of days for a couple of hours to allow people to be able to at least come in, buy gift certificates, buy gift cards, and help us stay afloat while we were being shut down um, with everything going on. By the way... Um I did that for my, my local watering hole, uh, Milton's. I went there uh, the night that uh, they did. They, uh, the governor said, oh, we're going to shut down restaurants and bars in the Twin Cities. Uh, I went there and bought $200 worth of gift cards for that establishment because it is the place I go most often. Uh, they're still doing deliveries uh, and, and other types of f uh, food. Um, uh, and you can order online and then pick it up. But but the point is, is, you can't go and hang out and and have your favorite foods uh, anymore. It's a it's a limited selection, and that place I want to be back uh, when this is all over. And so, I am glad that you guys had that opportunity to have people, you know, buy gift cards and stuff. And, and if, if if somebody wanted to buy a Garcade uh, gift card, could they still do it? Uh, we would we would be willing to coordinate. Um, they would have to contact us through Facebook, um, and then we could give them a call, and 
at that point we could do a credit card over the phone and mail out a gift card or a 10 pack for people if they needed. What's a 10 pack? So we do, we decided to, we had a lot of questions where people were saying, Hey, do you have monthly passes, yearly passes, things like that. And we wanted to find a better solution for people. So what we opted to do instead of doing like a monthly subscription, we offer a a $100 10-pack. So it brings the admissions down to $10 per visit. We allow people to use multiple punches in the same visit. So if you want to bring out your family of four, it would be $10 a person, $40. Um, And you just walk in, we punch your card four times, put on four wristbands, and you go and you play for the day. And um, we felt that would be a better option than having a lot of times when you have the monthly passes and the yearly passes, there is auto recurring charges. And we didn't feel like that's fair if something happened, God forbid, and well, look where we are right now. Um, There are people with gym memberships that are getting hit with auto charges that aren't realizing it right now. And so ultimately it has worked out really well for our clients and, you know, especially for people that have families of four, families of five, families of six, it becomes a really cost effective solution for them. That's awesome. I, I, I think that's a great idea, actually. Also, I don't know how Doc handles it, but Doc, I've been talking about. Maybe in a few weeks we'll have him on as well. I know you got some advice from him when you first started out, but you guys have probably found your own way and how to run your own business over the last few years. And it's got to be a little bit um, frightening because uh, you're a people business and now there's no people. So um, what are your hopes? What are your hopes? I I honestly, I find it scarier that I would have to go back into IT. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh you know, for God. me, like, gosh, no, please, I don't want to have to do a real job anymore. Um, <laughs> I like what I do. We're not going anywhere. Um, like I said, we, we passed up on the opportunity to um, nix our lease July 1st. We have every intention of staying open. We will come back. We will be here. Um, regardless as how long this whole COVID-19 thing lasts. Um, we will figure out a way. We are looking into the government loan programs. Um, we do have a um, the Garcades support fund on GoFundMe. So we've had a lot of people that donated there, um, which has really helped us. We can't mm-hmm. say thank you enough to those people. Um, it's been great. We've has had it- a, a huge outpouring of support from our gaming community. And that's one of the coolest things about us being an arcade is that, you know, we've affected a community in such a positive way. And that community is at the same time, you know, helping us to continue with our mission. Is your, is your landlord pretty flexible? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's no, I, yeah, we, there's a part of us that really would have loved to have moved just because we, we don't love our landlord. Oh. Um, but we didn't think it was financially prudent for us at this time to really be looking to, you know, triple our rent cost and, you know, look at a 20,000 square foot space. Like that becomes a, a big nut that you have to fill every single month. So yeah. um, we figure if, it, if we postpone it another two years, there's a better chance that we could be in a position where we could build or buy a building. Right. Uh, hey, I'm just curious. What what is the thing about your landlord? Like, what are like the top three kind of pain in the butt things? 
not not to throw them under the bus. Like we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to actually mention them by name. But like, what are like some of the challenges of of being in a space like the the one that you're in? And Mark, like, Mark, what are, what Mark they... has a, a vested interest in this question. I do. I at some point. Well, I'm going to build my own building. So screw having a landlord. Uh, yeah, for us, the hardest thing is is our landlord's in New Jersey. So he doesn't oh, even live. So he's an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, like he's literally, he's a guy that buys properties on the cheap. Oh, man. Uh, the other end of our building actually collapsed at one point. Oh, my God. There's, there's a bowling alley and a, a parking area for them underneath us. And... Um, Several thousand square feet wound up falling into the parking structure below, oh my and they God. had to go. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Um, luckily, we're di- we're directly over the lane, so if we wound up falling through the floor, uh, you know, there's at least something to cushion it. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, what a crazy thing. That yeah, is so, crazy. You know, for us, that's our biggest problem. We originally, for years, we had problems with the concrete in front of the building. We were trying to get that taken care of. Eventually, the landlord did bend on that. They did get it fixed for us, so it's much safer for people coming in and out of the building. That was our nice. biggest concern. Um, we, over the last couple of months, it, it, this whole COVID thing has been really hard for us. We, um, Because we've kind of gotten to a point where we have our, fo- our floor filled. There's at this point not a ton of games that we're really looking to acquire unless it's something really special or um, something we've been looking for for a really long time. So we've been trying to find other ways to put money back into the business. And for us, so like right before this whole thing happened, we dropped like $750 on brand new stools so mm-hmm. that people could sit oh. and play at the games. And, you know, we... Um, spent like a thousand dollars getting the windows redone because they had cracked over time. They were old windows, and so we wanted to, you know, continue to invest in the space that we were in because we knew we were going to be here for another two years. Um, and so it was a lot of money going out, and then and all of a sudden it was wink. No one gets to see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh. oh man. So so I mean, but when we do get to reopen, we're going to be, you know, we're really excited. Um, that we're going to have all of these, you know, nice new things. And we had the carpet steam cleaned and we've been going through and cleaning all the machines and, you know, doing things that we can't normally do, like dusting the tops of the machines and making sure that that's all cleaned and um, vacuuming behind the machines. Um, the guy, Those of you that have been here, it's kind of interesting that our machines are not actually back to back. Our rows are actually ovals. And there's about a two to three foot crawl space behind the machines. So while we're up and running during the day, if we need to go and turn a machine on and off or we need to do a quick fix, we can duck back behind the machines without interrupting anybody that's playing on the floor. Nice. So, and so sorry. So, yeah, the, we've been back there like vacuuming the floor back there because that never gets vacuumed because it's nothing but plugs and wires and hmm. you know, taking that extra time to really go through and make things as nice as possible. And by special machines, I'm sure you mean exterminator. Um, yes. A- Adam, Adam muted me while I was typing, probably because uh, I was making too much noise. But <clears throat> for those of you who haven't done it, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, COVID. COVID. <laughs> I was typing because I got out my wallet and made a donation to the GoFundMe for Garcade. Oh, so awesome. for those Thank of you, you who haven't Thank been there, so much. go you do that. Where's it at? To help support the arcades. 
It's the Garcade support uh, support fund on GoFundMe. I'll um, put it in the chat. I'm telling you, you do not get the opportunity to go into a building with about 200 arcades. There are very few places on this planet that you can do that, and where there's a classic presence, right? So, like, you're talking everything from the mid-70s to the early 90s, pinball and air hockey all at the Garcade, plus Cosmotrons and a bunch of other freaking awesome games. So, I, check, I mean, the GoFundMe, you guys, go, go check it out. Give them a buck. Give them a dollar, you know, whatever you Yeah, can. you know, yeah. honestly, anything helps. We we appreciate it, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $10, $15. Like, anything helps. Anything that we can raise at this point is basically just going to help us to pay bills, to be able to pay our employees while we're shut down, you know, make sure that nobody really loses their quality of life while this is all going on, and make sure that the building is safe and secure and ready to go for when we can reopen done i put in 25 bucks boom thank you so much looks like brian did as well boom yeah Yeah, it's cool you know one thing i i really want to make sure that i stress is um to kind of give you guys an idea i know a lot of the listeners may not necessarily know this but um we have other arcades here in wisconsin and some of those arcades have actually donated to our support fund um nerd haven arcade is a new arcade that's opening in Madison. Uh, they were a huge donor. We really appreciated that. Uh, Title Town Arcade made a donation. We have, you know, we've got other businesses in the area that have been helping out. Pops Custard is this great custard place right up the road. They've got phenomenal burgers. I tell people all the time, like, go there, go there. And, and um, it was really cool. They made a donation to the support fund and left a note saying, hey, thanks for sending business our way. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys get through this. And that's, you know, really carried with us. Um, I hope everybody is is changing some habits nowadays with everything going on with COVID-19 um you know my family we like to go out to eat I won't lie um we haven't been able to do that and about a week ago we were deciding where we were going to wind up um, getting food from because we we you know since this whole thing has gone on we were like nope we need to cook at home we need to save money we got to you know prepare for the worst and just kind of get used to being like this and my wife and daughter, they both really wanted Olive Garden really, really bad, really, Ooh, really bad. And it. yeah, so we were going to wind up getting some Olive Garden and I was discussing with my wife and I said, you know what, wouldn't it be better for us to go to a local place called The Brick that we absolutely love? They're a couple of miles from our house and they're a family owned establishment mm-hmm. and to get our food from there rather than a huge organization like Olive Garden, who's probably part of the whole government corporate bailouts, um, you know, it's putting our money where it's going to do the most good. Um, and so we're making different sacrifices. We're making sure that we're going to a lot of the smaller restaurants when we are going out um, and trying to support them as much as possible because all these small businesses are in it together. Like it is going to be hard for everybody. And so to try to, you know, come together and do what we can to help everybody out, which is just, you know, great. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a different world right now. Very it crazy. Is. It is. But it's, you know, good and bad can come of it. This is, you know, there's enough bad stuff going on. You know, we need to focus on the good stuff. I mean, I, I spent my entire day today seriously working on my yard. 
Like I, I went nice. and I did my spring cleaning, which never happens. This is probably the first time in three years I've done it. Um, but it needed to get done. I had the time. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a couple hours to myself. I'm going to do this. And so I'm like super sore, but you know, it was great. Like it was cool. Um, my kids are finding out that you don't have to live on a computer or in front of a TV or in front of a phone all the time. Um, you can, you know, they've been taking my dogs for walks and we've been trying to do stuff as a family, um, because these are like the only people I'm supposed to be hanging out with right now. So, (laughs) you know, so it's neat, you know, we're spending more time together and you know, that's a big takeaway from this is enjoy this time because you know, there's a good chance two, three weeks from now we're all back to working a million hours and life is super busy and everything's back to normal. And, you know, you got to do what you can do. Take this time and use it wisely. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Crazy, man. Crazy. The the repercussions we're going to see in the timeline for this, it's just because once, once things start moving again, you know, the one, People are going to have to get used to going out. And then there's this whole idea of a lot of people are losing the money that they would take and go out with. And so I think we're the effects of this we're going to see for quite some time. I think your point of focusing on the things that you can do, focusing on the positives is really important right now. Because the more we do that, the better prepared we're going to be later because those things will be done. Oh, you know what? A friend of mine mentioned this. This is something that I thought was really important. It really resonated with me is he absolutely hated the whole term social distancing. You know, this is, this is no, honestly, this is not a time for us to social distance. We need to physical distance. We need to keep six feet away from people, but do not, you know, make sure that you're reaching out to people in your family, checking on loved ones, seeing how things are going, rekindle some of those friendships. And, you know, like I said, use this time wisely. Um, But yeah, physical distancing, that's what we should be focusing on. Right. Posting yeah. lots of pictures of marmalade making. <laughs> How is that marmalade? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, man. So, I, so, Gar, if you haven't followed, my family's made marmalade for like four generations. I'm like now the keeper of the marmalade recipe. I spent the whole day making marmalade today. The last we, two days making marmalade. We have people here in Wisconsin that I know that are like diehard uh, maple syrup people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one here in Wisconsin. This is a big deal. Like, this is like, you know, I mean, like, I told my family I was doing this, and I have, like, already have, like, a line of people who have requested for jars. I haven't made marmalade in, like, seven years. Nice. I don't oh, think wow. you made enough. It's it's incredible. In Texas, we have a, a line of people who shoot their guns at night. But uh, whatever. I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> Don't just ignore me. I don't <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, uh, we we have a few minutes left, but let's talk a little bit about the advice you give people that are uh, running arcades right now and struggling. Um, man, yeah, everybody's situation is different. Um, arcades in general have pretty thin profit margins. Typically, um, you know, you can't come here at the arcade and not find an owner on site. Um, and that's because we don't pay a ton of employees. Right. Uh, you see that a lot with a lot of these arcades. And so you've got families where literally half their income is gone. And on top of that, they have to still worry about paying these bills. While it may not be right now, 
once all of the federal restrictions are lifted, you'll have 30 days to square up. Um, so you're going to see some of these businesses, unfortunately, fold, um, which is horrible because, you know, one of the pictures that I see pop around online is of Geeks Mania in Madison. And, you know, it always you see it pop up on people's feeds and it says, if you would like to, you know, see one of these places in your hometown, like and share. And, oh, my God, it gets thousands and thousands and thousands of shares. It's unbelievable. And it's because that resonates with people. People would love to have places like our place in every hometown. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good, clean, family fun. And, you know, we're going to see a hiccup in a bubble that just kept you know expanding and expanding we kept seeing more and more arcades opening we've got people that were in process of opening that are now having to delay their plans we have people that are having to completely scrub their plans top to bottom mm -hmm. and then existing arcades which are wondering on a day-to-day -day basis will i be able to you know keep afloat for another 30 days you know we were fortunate where we made sure that we kept money set aside as an emergency fund so we have a little bit of money for us to be able to kind of sit back you know Cushion. use towards our bills make sure that we're not going to be in any jeopardy within the you know the next couple of months but um you know we don't know how long this whole thing's going to last so the government loans will help um, I hope, you know, all of the arcades are applying and get approved for these. I know several arcade owners that have been applying under the hopes that they'll get the loan just so that they can stay afloat for an extra two months. Wow. Wow. I mean, I wish there was a way. The whole thing is, uh, I find, I find this whole, whole thing freaking depressing and I, and I'm, I, I don't mean to be a downer, but, uh, I, womp womp. I you know, it's, it's been, this whole, you know, there's a lot of other things going on. But in my in my home, I am the only person here. Yeah. And so that really blows because there's nobody to talk to. Uh, with an occasional visit, I mean, it's not it's not terrible. Brian calls me a lot. He calls me a lot. But no, but but he does. But um, you can call me, bitch. What but the I, fuck? No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, there's nobody. I call in, the guy like once a day. There's <laughs> nobody in my home on a daily basis, right? Well, yeah, that's okay. different. I'll there's, send you. I'll send you a big cardboard cutout. I'll trace thank myself you, tomorrow. Thank you. Oh, I would you know what? That. I love my wife, but sometimes it's not all attractive. <laughs> 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 wife of Gar. So you know, but but my point is, is that. Uh, we create these spaces, uh, all of us, uh, you know, Mark and and, and uh, Brian and, and yourself, and and ultimately you decided, okay, I don't have enough space at home to do this thing that I want to do, and, and so you realize this arcade uh, concept, and, and and you're making it work. You quit your your day job to become an arcade owner, which is, I mean, it, there are very few people that take that chance. Uh, right. And the people that do uh, enjoy it, but your business requires people. And, and when I have people, like the whole reason I have this thing in my house is to have, to entertain. I yes. love having people it's here. very social. Like, I that's know. That's the oh, point yeah. behind it. And, you know, uh, what, what, you know, let's say you have 30 people over. They play games. Uh, but, you know, after that, it's like. Uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes on a game, 
but it turns into a big social experience. The games are more a facility for the social experience than anything else, in my experience. And so, yeah, it, for us, that's super important. I yeah. mean, you know, if you walk around, we are very heavy in um, two-player and four-player games. Yeah. Because because we want parents to play with kids, we want people to play together. Right. Like that's the whole point. Like warlords. Um, it, it's really and... funny that as you know, as a society, as as kind of that whole nerd society, <laughs> that we're perceived as being very antisocial and things like that, and that we have places like arcades where we crave being around people. Right. And you know, we may not even be necessarily playing with them. We can be antisocial and just play a game by ourselves, but because we're out and about and with other people, that means something. Yeah. And there's this, and the whole reason that an arcade is so unique and so special is the opposite of online gaming, right? Like you, uh, you can connect with people online, and that's fine, and that's good, and I'm, I'm not saying it's bad, um, but it's not sitting across from you in an Atari football and sweating your, you know, <laughs> your pits out because you're working so hard at like getting the X's and O's across the board. Or warlords when you have four people just like totally going to town. You know, all these, you know, the point is to have fun with someone in person. And and that's what has me a little depressed. So uh, what I what I like what I like is hearing the optimism in your voice and and the optimism you have to have it. You have to have this because what alternative do you have? I mean, going forward we need it. We need to make it through this this whole thing, and we need to come out stronger. And we need to have Garcade and One Up, and Galloping Ghosts, and all these places survive. Yeah, so, absolutely. So and uh, I mean, you got some of these guys like uh, Mike Joyce, who just they were just getting ready to open their Green Bay right bar, yeah. and that whole thing just got crushed. Yeah. You know, and it, it is going to be, you know, I, I can't even imagine what they're dealing with right now. Yeah, I mean, it's like for them, that's horrible. Like, it's a complete role reversal. You go from looking to open a second location because things are going well. And not only does that come to a screeching halt, but your primary location, you get the rug pulled out from underneath you. Yeah. You know, and so for them, like, I feel for them that it's horrible what's happened, you know, to them. But one of the things that I've, I really try to focus on when I talk to people who look into entrepreneurship, they ask, like, you know, what do you do all day at the arcade? You just fix games? And, you know, as much as I'd love to say, yes, that's my job, what it really boils down to is as a business owner, my job is to fight whatever fire pops up that day. Because everything's always falling apart, the sky is always falling, there's a million things that need to get done, and you're just pulled in a thousand different directions. And so you manage from disaster to disaster to disaster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's my lot isn't being plowed or I have leaks in my roof <laughs> or whatever it winds up being, you're dealing with these, these pop up all of the time. And that's what you manage to is disaster after disaster after disaster. And if you're a really good, smart business person, you realize that. And when we get to weird disasters, like what we're dealing with right now, right. it's less of a shock mm -hmm. and it becomes more of a, okay, fine. How do I manage to this? 
because for us, when we were looking at getting, you know, looking at the shutdowns, not actually, you know, having them in place, you know, it was what do we want to do? How are we going to handle this? And we were already having talks of what if this goes two, three months? What are we going to do? And so, you know, that open dialogue between myself and my business partners um, really helped to kind of calm all three of us and say, okay, what is our plan of action? And while that plan is, you know, morphed and changed, you know, it started out as us, okay, fine, none of the games are on, the door is open, we'll sell gift cards and, you know, the 10 packs until we can, you know, right. until we can't or until, you know, as long as we can to just try to keep things afloat and just keep adding little bit by little bit to the overall total. And so, you know, managing to all of the various emergencies that pop up like if you ever want to open a business that is going to be 100 percent of what you do yeah yeah Yeah. all right well uh we're out of time but i want to say thanks for being on the show uh we're gonna want you to stay with us uh after the outro so we can give you the official a goodbye but hang on and uh, uh we're gonna just uh sign off with a few uh you know of our usual messages for our yeah. our listeners. Thanks for guys, thanks everybody for listening in. This has been the Double R's. That's Arcade Radio, uh, and, and and I really appreciate being here during these weeks of uh, duress, if you will. Uh, I'm stuck. <laughs> there we go. Listen to us at Facebook Arcade Radio. Check out our semi-regularly updated blog at arcaderadio.com. That's R C A D E R A D I O dot com. And you can call and leave comments, even though nobody does. What the hell? <laughs> hey, you guys call like right after the show, so we'll play your stuff. We will. Uh, call us on the game line 612, which Five. is Minneapolis. Yep. 548-GAME. G-A-M-E. What? G-A-M-E 4263, in case you can't spell. Boom. Of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click on the notification bell, which if I'm still in the same spot is right there. You are. So you'll know when we're streaming live. (laughs) You can also subscribe to our podcast. What happened? I heard an echo that sounded like Adam. Was that me? (laughs) No, it's you. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are streamed. (laughs) That's going to be it for the show from Arcade Radio. We hope you had a great time. And guess what? We'll see you absolutely next week. Dan Lucen of MGC will be here. Tune in. Tune in. Thank you, Mr. Peabody. See you later. Thanks, Billy. Billy Seven. Carl Perkins, always a good time, sir. What a great chat. (laughs) Oh, keep it going, Brian. Ha <laughs> ha!